Hello, everyone, and welcome to Six Pack of Facts, a weekly way of expanding your brain six refreshing facts at a time. My name is Alex, and this week we're taking a look at some plants and animals that have sadly left us. Things were pretty different hundreds of millions of years ago, and although we haven't quite mastered time travel yet, fossils give us a glimpse into our prehistoric Earth. So, let's look back at some incredible and incredibly weird extinct fauna and flora. First up, we have two animals that were ground dwellers. The Glyptodon was basically a huge armadillo, Living from around 5.3 million to 11,700 years ago, this massive land animal grew up to 10 feet long, weighed a literal ton, and sported an armor shell made up of more than 1,000 bony plates. Although their VW beetle-sized selves sound intimidating, ancient humans, which they coexisted with, didn't have much to fear. The Glyptodon was primarily an herbivore chomping down plants as they strolled through present-day North and South America. Research has shown that early humans may have even used the shells of dead glyptodons as makeshift shelters. But the shell wasn't the only notable feature of the glyptodon. The animals had a bony club at the end of their tail that was sometimes adorned with spikes. These natural maces could easily crush prehistoric humans and even the bony shells of their fellow glyptodons. Modern-day sloths are slow, small, and pretty cute. The Megatherium, or giant ground sloth, was not. Living from around 400,000 to 8,000 years ago, the giant ground sloth stood, yes stood, about 12 feet tall and weighed around 4 tons. It was able to stand and walk on its hind legs, making it the largest bipedal animal in history. These huge beasts didn't have the appetite for meat. They were herbivores too, but their formidable claws and teeth were probably put to good use when going up against prehistoric humans. Fossils of the Megatherium have been found with scratches and gouges similar to what early hunting weapons may have caused, leading researchers to think they were regularly hunted. Now, let's head into the ocean. Yekalopteris renaniae is kind of terrifying. This giant sea scorpion, which is a horrifying combination of words in and of itself, grew to around 8 feet in length and had nearly 20-inch claws, which is nearly the size of the largest scorpion on the planet today. The fossil that was found in 2007 was dated back 390 million years, about 60 million years after scorpions are thought to have first creepily crawled out of the oceans, although this freaky fellow remained a sea dweller until the end. The big question here is, how gross would this thing have been? And the answer, of course, is extremely. The other big question is, how did it, and a lot of other ancient life, get so large? Scientists think it has something to do with the amount of oxygen in the atmosphere. Hundreds of millions of years ago, there was much more oxygen in the atmosphere than there is today, allowing these now small creatures to grow to mammoth sizes. The Helicoprion was a fish unlike any other. This prehistoric sea creature had a body much like a shark, and ranged from 20 to 25 feet in length. Impressive, but that's not really what set the Helicoprion apart from the ocean pack. Instead of two jaws packed with teeth, 
This creature had a tooth whorl, a buzzsaw-shaped spiral of teeth nested within its lower jaw. When the fish closed its mouth, the teeth would rotate backward in a circular motion, making it adept at sawing through prehistoric prey 270 million years ago. The exact anatomy of the Helicoprion took years to nail down, with many different iterations popping up before the most accepted version. But scientists still aren't sure why such a creature would have evolved in the first place. Plain and simple, Meganeuropsis looked like a giant dragonfly. Except dragonflies hadn't evolved at the time of its rule. Instead, the giant insect was a prehistoric griffinfly and buzzed about the planet from about 317 to 247 million years ago. The body of Meganeuropsis was about 19 inches long, and it had a wingspan stretching nearly 30 inches. It also sported a pair of toothed mandibles it used to catch its prey. Just take a second to picture that thing flying around. Think of the sound. Blech. Much like the giant sea scorpion mentioned earlier, scientists think higher oxygen content allowed these griffin flies to get as big as they did. Instead of lungs, insects use a system of spiracles and tracheal tubes to breathe. This keeps them from getting enough oxygen to reach massive sizes, these days at least. Hundreds of millions of years ago, they used that extra O2 to reach the sizes of just gross magnitude. Moving on to a slightly less frightening sky creature, we have the Pelagornithids. They were giant birds with teeth. Yes, you heard that right. These flying chompers existed from about 56 to 2 million years ago and would have absolutely ruled the sky thanks to their incredible wingspan of more than 20 feet. In a living Pelagornithid, the toothy spikes in its bill would be covered in keratin, giving these behemoths a sinister smile as they flew. And fly they did. Their size allowed them to soar very long distances all across the world, explaining why fossils from various species have been found in vastly different locations. It's time to switch gears and take a step out of the animal kingdom. Let's examine a few notable cases of extinct flora. First, an interesting example of how something can both be extinct, but kind of not. The Franklin tree, discovered in Georgia and named by a botanist in 1765 after his friend, the one and only Benjamin Franklin, has beautiful white flowers and calls the southeastern United States its home. Or it would, if it wasn't extinct in the wild. This pretty plant hasn't been seen in nature since 1803. But, thanks to the same botanist who discovered and named it, the Franklin tree isn't completely lost. That botanist took some seeds back to Philadelphia and propagated them. Now, every Franklin tree you see is a direct descendant of that group of seeds. Sigillaria was a weird tree. Kind of. Flaming out of existence nearly 383 million years ago, this plant was shielded by diamond-shaped scales instead of bark, grew to just under 100 feet tall, and reached maturity in only a few years. Sprouting out from its split top were narrow, grass-like leaves and pinecone-like spore pods. When the plant was ready to reproduce, these pods would open up and release spores to spread its growth instead of seeds. 
Sigillaria trees dotting the ground certainly would have looked a little alien, but not as much as our last fact. From 420 to 350 million years ago, trees were still fairly new to the global scene. In fact, most only grew to a few feet high. But that doesn't mean there weren't other towering giants to spice up the terrestrial landscape. In the ancient Earth, huge monoliths reaching 24 feet into the air and boasting three-foot-wide bases grew across the land. These, scientists think, were giant fungi spires. Now, a giant mushroom, for all intents and purposes, would be weird enough in our modern world. But back when trees were only a few feet tall, they would have completely dominated the plant world. We still aren't totally sure these giant spires were really fungi, but it's fun to think of fantasy-like mushroom forests, isn't it? And there you have it. A look back at some truly strange and amazing animals and plants. Thanks for listening. If you're not a subscriber, it only takes a click or a tap to make sure you get the latest six-pack every single Wednesday. Until next week, as always, stay thirsty. Can't get enough of these refreshing facts? There are three easy ways you can help support the show. If you're listening through Apple Podcasts, leave a quick review. Then, make sure you're subscribed so you don't miss an episode. Then, share the show with a friend. The more, the factier. Stay thirsty.